a year ago it wasn't we were on the right side of those three four point games five point games this year we're not and i get as a coach and i get it i I would say as brent has said we have to be a better as players and as coaches to make those two three plays that change the game so i'm not saying no one's taking responsibility and it's okay what i'm saying is it's not that far off and and if and I know the, that dedication, the commitment of these coaches, that we'll get it right. Um, you know, they'll we'll be able to make those two, three plays overall in a game that all the stop at the end of the game that wins it. No, a drop or something as a receiver that I catch the ball to touchdown changes changes the score. Those kind of things happen to us in some of these losses that I believe we'll be able to correct. In my eyes, it's. Everyone, I think, in my opinion, needs to relax. It's not as far off as everybody wants to say. There's more of the program guy himself, Bob Stoops, yesterday on The Rush. He's optimistic about the future of the program. Some big uh, news items today. The All-Big 12 team was released, and in case you missed it, OU had three on the All-Big 12 first team you had uh, Michael Turk, you had Anton Harrison, and Marvin Mims were on your first team. Second team, Eric Gray, Braden Willis, and Ethan Downs. TCU had seven on the first team offense. Dylan Gabriel was your offensive newcomer of the year. Theo Weiss officially enters into the transfer portal. And Eric Gray accepts an invite to the Senior Bowl, which all but means he won't be back next year. So, a lot of news items. Which one would you consider the big story of the day, Travis Davidson? Honestly, I think it's that all Big 12 team. Like, it's because it, I just think it's kind of fascinating. Um, you know, especially with Ethan Downs making the second team, just kind of just confirm some things, right? I mean, Marvin Mims looking at it and only seeing six touchdowns is, is just. Yeah, he, he didn't even lead the, the team in touchdown receptions. Braden yeah. Willis did, and Marvin Mims still made first-team all-conference, which, again, when he was good, he was at that level. Which I, I, I am, uh, I'd say I'm surprised that he was, uh, that he was listed as first-team today. Oh, I was absolutely – I mean, when we, when we were going through it, I, I definitely didn't consider it, but I like that – I like that Ethan Downs gets a little love. I mean, obviously he's a guy that some of the some of the trolls like to hate on and whatnot. But I mean, true sophomore, second team All Big Twelve in a in a conference, Tyler. And I think this is what fascinates me in a conference that's deep. Like this is a good conference, especially this year. Like there there are. I mean, obviously nobody saw TCU coming. I mean, anybody that people come back and say. Oh man, these the, the Big Twelve, uh, you know, rankings predictions, man, were way off. Okay, find me the person in America that had TCU as a top five team. Well, the two the two teams picked to play on Saturday are sitting at home and six and six on the season. OU and Baylor. So yeah, right, no, no exactly. One picked this one. So just been a really unpredictable year and a really deep year for the league. You don't you don't have any layups. Uh, I mean, even when when Kansas gets a quarterback, you know, uh, you know, an All Big Twelve contention. I mean, stuff like that just just hasn't happened in recent years. So uh, it's 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 exciting, and it's exciting about next year too. Three on the All Big Twelve first team. Did anyone get snubbed? Like the only two guys I think you could consider 
and mention someone if I don't if I don't bring them up, not thinking about them. Um, Eric Gray, your two running backs were Kendra Miller of TCU and Bijan Robinson of Texas. And then I think Braden Willis definitely had a case for a first-team tight end, but Jatavian Sanders of Texas got that. Did, did, did anybody get snubbed off the first team? Well, I think I think Eric Gray did personally. I, I mean the the over Kendra Miller and not Bijan, right? Of course, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, and and honestly, I call me crazy, but I think it should it should be rewarded to lead the Big Twelve in total tackles, and that was Danny Stutzman. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't exactly by a razor thin margin either. So I mean, you could say, well, it's because he was you know, on defense all the time because he had to play a ton of snaps. I don't care. The guy made the most tackles out of anybody in the Big 12, and I think that should count for something. Your linebackers were D winners of TCU, Jalen Ford out of Texas, and DeMarvian Overshone of Texas. Texas had two out of the three backers that were mentioned. Wow. How about that? I think you can definitely – Jatavian Sanders is a special, special talent, and he's playing tight end, but – I think that he could have been a like an edge player or a defensive end if he wanted to be. Like that guy's very, very athletic, but Braden Willis had a special year. I think you can make a case for Braden Willis. And I'm with you. I think you can make a case for Eric Gray. Not over Bijan Robinson. That would be a little ridiculous. No. But over Kendra Miller, um, yeah, I, I think you probably could have made a case for that. But Whatever, who cares? You got three on the Big Twelve first team, and I guess uh I guess life rolls on. I mean more than more than you had in the preseason, Tyler. Uh, well, more than you had the last time you won a Big 12 championship back in 2020 when I think yeah. you only had one, right? But I think we re- remember uh, preseason. I think Turk was the only person yeah. on the preseason. Uh, oh, yeah. So at least we gained a couple. Yeah. One, one. I don't know. I mean, Marvin Mims, yeah, I'm I'm super happy for him. I just I didn't expect it. We will not find out OU's bowl destination until Sunday. So until then, we're left scouring all of the bowl projections that are being put out. I'm about to list all of the bowl projections that are out there. You tell me the one that you like the most and the one you like the least. Here's what they are. 24-7 sports, the Texas Bowl versus Arkansas. Uh, Athlon has Texas Bowl versus Arkansas. USA Today, Texas Bowl versus Missouri. The Athletic has the Cheez-It Bowl against Florida State. Sports Illustrated has the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Maryland. CBS has the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Maryland. The Action Network has OU and Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. And ESPN has the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Wisconsin. Which one do you like the most out of those? Uh, I, th- I think right off the uh, right off the top, you got it. I'm going Texas Bowl to play the Hogs, yeah. the Razorbacks. I-, I would rather go to the Liberty Bowl than the Texas Bowl, but I'm with you. Out of all the ones mentioned, give me uh, the Texas Bowl against Arkansas. I will say one thing though: as much as I don't want to go to a bowl game in Orlando, like I would actually go to the bowl game in Orlando, mm-hmm. but the Florida State matchup would give you. The best, if you were to beat them, of course. I mean, that's a whole hurdle in itself, I know. And I know they have some major defensive guys who had just announced that they're going to play in their bowl game. But the Florida State win would be the best win out of any team that we mentioned. They're a top 15 team right now. Arkansas, Missouri, Maryland, Wisconsin, that's not the case. Actually, if you were to beat Florida State, it would give you your signature win of the year. So just just something 
to think about with the Florida State matchup, but I, I still I, I think I'd rather play Arkansas in the Texas Bowl, even even with that. Yeah, and it's never, Tyler, it's never bad to beat Florida programs, specifically when you're going after a bunch of kids in the state of Florida. So when it, from a recruiting standpoint, like yeah. said, it's it's always, you know, it's it's not the end-all, be-all, like, oh, man, I know you were leaning Florida State, but we beat them in a bowl game, so I guess you're going to be a Sooner now. Like, those aren't the conversations, but it's always good to at least, when you have the opportunity, beat up on the Florida schools. Florida State uh, was 13th last night in the college football playoff rankings. So unlikely that they would sneak into the top 10 um, after next week's poll, but dang, you could play a top 15 out of nowhere FSU team in the Cheez-It Bowl. Good Lord. And and that's the thing, you know, we talk about it, Tyler, the – you know what's the value of the of the the logo on the helmet? Everybody says you can't just walk out there and win games with the logo on the helmet. Well, Tyler, you can probably go to better bowls because of the logo on the yeah. helmet. I guess there is a scenario where FSU could be in the top ten if you were to play them. Utah gets beat by USC. They're at eleven. Maybe that drop mm-hmm. them behind Florida State. Kansas State gets beat. Kansas at 10. State at ten, and then Clemson at nine all get beat, and then Florida. You got a top ten uh, opponent in the Cheez It Bowl. I and, and, and I and I bring that one up because all of the latest projections keep having OU and Florida State in the Cheez It Bowl. So I don't know if people like are hearing things. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if people are hearing it. things about that. But like the OU and the Cheez It Bowl just came out of nowhere this week. Well, because early on, projections. early on, I think everybody was pretty much like guaranteed rate versus Wisconsin. That that was the most popular, right? And then it, yeah. and then it was like, okay, now, oh, there's an Arkansas matchup. Oh, cool. Well, maybe Maryland gets into that bowl with us. And then all, yeah, you're right. All of a sudden, it's all right. Cheez it. Where'd this come from? Because early on in the week, I think it was like Notre Dame and Oklahoma playing yeah. in the Cheez It Bowl, and of course, everybody's mind just thought, winner gets Peyton Bowen, but he's going to decide far before that. Patrick says Cheez It six point four million. Oh, he's payouts for bowls. This is interesting. Guaranteed rate bowl one point six million. Liberty Bowl is four point seven million. Texas Bowl six point four. Cheez It Bowl is six point four million as well. Okay. There you go. Just right to the NIL collective right there. Just <laughs> toss it right in there. The Liberty Bowl could be very cold. Houston or Phoenix would be better for OU. So yeah, I, you're right about that. The Liberty Bowl reminds me of weather-wise what the Cotton Bowl was every single New Year's Day at 10 a.m. Because growing up and and uh, waking up to watch the Cotton Bowl at 10 a.m., it always felt like it was absolutely miserable weather at 10 a.m. in Dallas for that game. And I know all OU fans remember that OU-Arkansas game, 2001 season in the Cotton Bowl, when it was a, a, a god-awful weather game against the Hogs. But that's what Memphis seems like for sure. It's in late December, and you always have pretty cold, pretty bad weather in that place. But still, uh, I would like to go to Beale Street, please. So, oh, you yeah, want to sign me Memphis. up? Let's go. Yeah, we're doing pregame, postgame, live from Beale Street, right? Uh, well, duh. Yes, of course. Sweet, let's yeah. do it. You just, you just tell me which bar we're at. We'll make it happen. Well, we probably ought to go out there a little early and scout it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yes, we'll spend Christmas out there. Just yes. to make sure we get the right spot. <laughs> I like that a lot. Please do not make our linebackers try and tackle the FSU quarterback in a bowl game. He's been pretty good this year. He's been good. I mean, somebody's got to try. I mean, he's got he's got a good name. I know that much. I like seeing Travis, Jordan Travis uh, I, I on think, the back of the jersey. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Liberty Bowl short drive for OU fans. Well, it's an even shorter drive for Arkansas fans. If you know that that, yeah. could, that could be uh, that could be a pretty tough situation. Crowd hey, hey, as far as uh, you know, easy drives to uh, to games against Arkansas. You know, just come right up the road to come watch uh, Porter Moser take on Arkansas uh, here in Tulsa at the BOK Center. Uh, OU fans are feeling confident about this potential Florida State matchup. FSU's quarterback <laughs> would rip us a new one. We just think not being able to set an edge uh, against a team has been bad. Basically saying, wait and see what FSU can do to you. Yeah, they were really good this year and good out of nowhere. Hell, they beat uh, LSU in New Orleans the first game of the year. Like LSU like lost that game, basically, but that was a nice win for FSU. They had a really yeah. good year. Well, it, it's funny because, you know, in the in the offseason, right after the Travis Hunter um, move over to Jackson State, and, you know, the number one recruit going to Jackson State and flipping from Florida State, uh, there was the big fire Mike Norvell movement, um, which, I don't know, it seems like uh, he's doing just fine right now. By the way, least bowl, uh, bowl game I would least want to play is I, I don't want to play Maryland, please have no. zero, and I mean zero, interest in playing Maryland in the guaranteed rate bowl. Like Wisconsin, sure, okay. That, that, that's, that's like a respectable program, right? Wisconsin would bring fans to Phoenix, and you know it would be a nice picture on TV with fans in the stands. Does Maryland have football fans? Is Maryland still considered a basketball school? Scott Van Pelt, I think, is the only one that might show up. I think but. so, man. I think Maryland is still considered more of a basketball school. Remember Juan Dixon and the Maryland Terrapins back in <laughs> yeah. 2002, right? Well, well and, and to your point, Wisconsin fans, they're routinely, you know, for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years it feels like, Nine-win team, ten-win team. They're used to going to bowls. They're used to playing against big-time programs in bowls. Like, this is not a new thing to them. I think their fan base would uh, would be one of the better ones in the country to meet in a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes it a little bit better when you play a team in a bowl game that you actually respect. And I'm not saying that we consider Wisconsin as Ohio State or anything like that, but they're a respectable program, right? No, of course. Maryland, yeah. you don't – I mean, what do you respect about Maryland? No, nothing. Uh, I guess the didn't the Under Armour uh, founder go there, and that's about it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, they were like, I think they were Under Armour's uh, first uh, uniform deal or something like that. Yeah, and God knows think, Maryland uh, would wear those awful uniforms they have and those awful helmets <laughs> in a bowl game. Please, anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone but Maryland. I'd rather play Mizzou, and you know how much I hate Mizzou. Ooh, I'd yeah. rather play Mizzou in a bowl game than Maryland. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. Mizzou would just we'll, – we'll play them in the SEC, and however many times we play them in the SEC, it'll be more times than I want to play them. So <laughs> let's, not, let's, not, let's not get that started already. Uh, do post game from the Bass Pro inside the Pyramid. I can't remember when they played basketball games back in that place. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you what, the text line coming through. 2001 Cotton Bowl was the best defensive performance outside the 2000 National Championship game I've ever seen. Don't know if the Hogs crossed the 50. I think they had a less than 100 yards that day, did Arkansas. I'm not sure Arkansas will have 50 players um, by the end of next week. So. Yeah. Uh, Jim and Arlington, Maryland embarrassed Texas in back-to-back years. That's oh, right. That was fun. First game of the Tom Herman era, they lost to Maryland at home. That's a great point, Jim. That was an amazing time in my life. 
Also yeah. don't want to hear from Texas fans if we lose to Maryland, says the text line. Everyone basically on the text line now giving respect to Maryland for beating Texas in back-to-back <laughs> years. Good point. We do love them for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that that only strengthens our our point, right, Tyler, is we, we don't there, – there's nothing special about Maryland football, nothing at all, nothing remarkable, and yet they – back-to-back beat Texas. Like, that that only strengthens our point. It, that's how bad of a loss it was for Texas. Yeah. Greg from Lawton, I remember Roy by God Williams dominating the Little Piggies. Sniff, sniff, moment of silence, good times. <laughs> so, the Arkansas game would be interesting, and I don't know if, you know, OU fans and OKC or Norman would necessarily feel this, but... You know, the OU-Arkansas series in the SEC, and we'll see how many times they play, if that's going to be an annual game or what that looks like. But OU fans, are, I, I think, are going to grow to really dislike or, and, and, and even hate Arkansas fans once they get around them. So for the OU fans in the Tulsa area, even two 6-6 six and six OU and Arkansas teams playing, I think there would be a lot higher stakes on that game than one might realize. Yeah, Arkansas stands to kind of replace Oklahoma yeah. State as the program that's that's local to you, kind of the neighborhood rival, uh, state line rival t- type situation. But and they're very similar to OSU fans. Um, they just have a stronger Southern accent. <laughs> I, uh, I I've said many times before that if there's OU fans out there that haven't been around Arkansas fans all that much or have never been to Fayetteville. I think some people are going to be surprised by how much Arkansas fans dislike OU. I never thought that was a thing until I went to Fayetteville, and I've been to Fayetteville several times. And I'm not saying it's all of them, but there was a much stronger hate there than I realized. Like, oh, my own, okay. My own sister rooted against OU when we played Alabama. And I said, what's your time? Well, I just, Alabama's in the SEC. And I'm like, I was like, what? It's like, what is going on? Yeah, it's, it's a weird, and I think part of it is just, Kind of OU's fan base is so large in this area, and you know they they kind of Arkansas does just doesn't have that national reach as much, and and when you get people like that, like I said, Oklahoma State, it's kind of the same feel. It's just we're we're looked at as the you know the big you know T-shirt fan, Walmart, you know whatever you want to call them. We're looked at that from Arkansas too. Yeah, location should be irrelevant. We should just be looking for the easiest way to get to 7-6 and six instead of ending up with a losing record. Well, I got bad news. This team lost to West Virginia. All right? So anything and everything is on the table, no matter who you play. And if you're saying uh, location is irrelevant, you must not uh, know Tyler very well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, I'm down for where the party's at for the bowl. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. We need to not have a losing record. Maryland gives us the best chance to win. Okay. All right. Keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. More to come next right here on The Ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Parents, do you want your team to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online Work Zone Safe course for teen drivers at www.workzonesafe.com. Your team will learn to be a safe driver in a work zone and be eligible to win scholarships, sports tickets, and more. Visit www.workzonesafe.com to learn more and enroll your team today. Workzonesafe.com. 
The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Sooner Nation, Bedlam Wrestling is coming to Norman on Sunday, December 11th at McCasland Fieldhouse. Don't miss your chance to lock in your seats for this historic rivalry and see who takes home the Phillips 66 Bedlam Series trophy. For tickets, go to Soonersports.com or call the OU Athletics Ticket Office at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. Oh my Nosh, look at that view, and the food too. Come see us at Nosh on the Green at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club. We are open to the public and open at 8 a.m. Monday and Wednesday through Sunday, as well as game days. Come by and make us a part of your game day tradition and take it up a Nosh. Event space available through the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club or call 405-630-8267. Nosh on the Green at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club in Norman, your game day headquarters. Don't forget about our Nosh Moore location for brunch before the game too. Toby Rowland here for my friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Due to the expected continuation of inventory supply issues, they've made the decision to consolidate all their operations to their Newcastle location. The Newcastle store is now your one-stop shop for bad boy mowers and tractors, CF Moto Power Sports, and Cruise America Motorhome Rentals. So go see Brian, Darren, and everyone else at Extreme Outdoor Equipment of Newcastle, I-44, exit 108, or on the web at xoeok.com. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Before we get to the air coverage solutions text line, speaking of Maryland, you know who Maryland's quarterback is? I think he's a two-year starter, actually. A 
I think I just saw BuckeyeScoop.com says Brian Hartline might be interviewing for the Cincinnati job. Did you hear me about who you think Maryland's starting quarterback is? Uh, Maryland's starting quarterback is Tua's little brother, yeah? Yeah, yeah Talia. Talking yeah. Viola. Uh, what does he have this year? 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions back in 2021. So, yeah, they got... They got two little brother out there. Brian, Hart, it, Brian Hartline, what you were just mentioning. Yeah, someone mentioned that on the text line. Uh, I think that would be a slam dunk for those guys. I. It feels like Luke Fickle almost. I know Luke Fickle's what a defensive guy, but um, it, Luke Fickle was at Ohio State. He was viewed as their best assistant at the time. I think he got promoted to an interim tag or an interim, interim role. Yeah, I, I like that a lot for, for Cincinnati. I mean – when you look at kind of best, uh, um, like positional coaches, Tyler, Hartline's got to be at the top, right? Um, I mean, his wide receiver room just goes, I mean, first round pick after Jamison Williams couldn't even get in the rotation there, and he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I mean, young receivers, obviously, rookie receivers. Uh, he went to Alabama, obviously, but from Ohio State's room, you've got. You know, Garrett Wilson, and you got Olave, and you got Jackson Smith and Jigba just hadn't even played all year. But, oh, by the way, he's probably the best receiver in the country. Mar Marvin Harrison Jr. might be the best receiver in the country that's actually playing. And then you've got Emeka Egbuka. you got, like, it's, I mean, it is a monster, like, of, he's got some skins, man, some first-round skins. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would make that hire at Cincinnati. I think that'd be a really good hire. It would be a... Uh... I guess it would be a bit of a gamble. I, I don't know. He's already proven what kind of a recruiter and developer he is at that position. And I think that he could get a pretty good staff along with him at Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't you know, know what more I don't know what more he has to gain if he's not I mean, un unless, you know, Buckeye Twitter runs Ryan Day off um and and wants to give the job to Hartline, but yeah, I don't know, but getting Hartline out of Ohio State would be a net positive for Oklahoma. Because if if you hire somebody that can really recruit in that wide receiver room and Ohio State doesn't just have first pick at the position, then then that stands to benefit Oklahoma. Let me read a few Arkansas hate texts before we move on. Lived in Fayetteville for a year, already hate the pigs. Shark says the only good thing about pigs are ribs from Billy Sims Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to OSU fans, you mean they're delusional? Uh, went to the Cotton Bowl in 2001 for that game. Got a turkey leg before the game started. By the time I walked up to the seats, the turkey leg was frozen. That was one cool game. Cody from UConn. <laughs> Grew up in the 918 with some Arkansas fans. They're absolutely annoying. Yeah, on the east side of the state, I already hate Arkansas. I hate the coverage they get on this side of the state, and I hate their presence in Tulsa on the recruiting trail, so... Uh, let's see. I hate Arkansas. My friend is a hog homer. Playing OU would be a Super Bowl to them. That that last part is true. Arkansas would take that game very – and I'm not saying OU wouldn't, but Arkansas would really take that game seriously. Yeah, very I mean, seriously. like I said, the basketball game that uh, we play in, in, in Tulsa, Arkansas had about 90% of the crowd. So uh, yeah. They, I mean, we got, the, we got the win, so I'll take that. But, yeah, they definitely – I mean, they, they, they travel well, but there are a lot of – I mean, Tulsa's closer to Fayetteville than it is Norman. They're, uh, so this was – oh, Charlie Strong was the head coach. And Texas was actually 6-6 six and six playing in the Texas Bowl. 
And Arkansas's biggest or hated long-term, long-time rival is the University of Texas when they used to play each other in the Southwest Conference. And Arkansas beat that Texas team, who was 6-6 six and six that year, and Brett Bielema said in the post-game press conference that it was borderline erotic. Now, I don't know if Sam Pittman would say something like that after beating OU, but Arkansas fans would think that beating OU in football would be borderline erotic. Yeah, I'm not sure he'd say it, but, yeah, we would definitely see some tweets uh, paying homage to it. There's no doubt. Yeah, Pittman, man, he's he's got the speed wobbles going right now uh, down there in Fayetteville because they had high hopes, Tyler, this year. I mean, a lot of people thought they were going to be a, you know, 9-10 win team this season. So what's going on at the Board of Regents meeting today? Are they trying to propose a, a, a new facility there where the bud was demolished earlier this year? The total price tag could be up to $175 million. I guess they're looking to approve a new football facility today is the deal? Yeah, yeah, they are. And I know that's, you know, some people will say, whoa, why are we spending any money on a program that went 6-6? Six and six? You know, it's it's needed. I mean, even... Um, I talked to people that came here from other places. They were coaching at other places, on staff at other places, and they were shocked by how far OU was behind simply from a logistical standpoint of, like, where the where, where the the dining room is, where, you know, the recovery facilities are, things like that. Like, felt like they said that they just kept on adding, adding more and more as opposed to starting over and putting everything where it was supposed to be. So... Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff, Tyler, with the switch of the schedule, like Marvin Mims was talking about, saying, oh, we had to go from morning practice to night practices. We switched up our, our academic stuff. We switched up that. There's just wholesale changes happening at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, and regardless if you think that the 6-6 six and six program needs it or if they deserve that or if they need to spend upwards of $175 million for this facility. Like The one thing that I could tell you is I'm going to guess that this is going to get approved today, <laughs> whether whether yes. you're in support of it. I, I mean, I would be very, very shocked if this goes before the Board of Regents and they deny this. I just Tyler, don't think that's going to happen. Another thing that, you know, not only is it going to get approved, I don't think anybody listening will wake up and check their mobile banking app and they will have a bunch of money taken out because of the approval. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, it's money that's got to be spent. You know, obviously uh, donations are there and everything like that, but um, it's this is the name of the game in college football. It is an arms race. And for those of you that paid attention, that turnip seed came on KREF and talked about kind of what, his background was and, and what he did at Alabama, and this is what he does. He, he designs these things, he builds these things, and then you win titles. It happened at Bama and it happened at Clemson. Well, they, they've already uh, knocked down the place where they want to get this thing built, so that's a pretty good first step, wouldn't you <laughs> pretty, say? Pretty, yeah, pretty good sign. If the, if the place you want to put it is, is already uh, knocked down earlier this year. So, yeah, I think that'll happen. And I guess they're also uh, there's a vote to dem- demolish the uh, Adams Tower which has stood there since, what, the 60s, I think? The 60s. I think it's yeah. the last one that stood there since the 60s. I, uh, that's that's actually uh, the tower I was in when I was at OU. Um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour one out for uh, old Adams. Are but... you going to watch the, the demolition? Are they going to air that live, by the way? Um, if it gets a voted yes, of course. I'm, well, I'm sure. Who doesn't like a good demolition, Tyler? Uh, didn't they have one at the Georgia Dome that was live? 
and there was like a bus that pulled right yeah. in front of the camera when the demolition was happening. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but but a good demolition is I mean, I would sell tickets. Oh, I would go watch. Ten bucks a pop. Heck How yeah. much they charge for the spring game? I don't know. They charge fifteen yeah. bucks for the spring game. You could you could build pissed, a so. you could build the whole new dorms based on ticket sales to watch the old ones be torn down. Uh, text line, build the facilities. There are no tax dollars being spent. Folks can spend their money any way they wish. Patrick says, every school Thad Turnipseed has been at has gotten massively better. First year was rough at Bama and Clemson, and then they won natties. I trust the process. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that's true with not only Thad, but even Brent's defensive rankings. There's just, Tyler, there's just too many signs that point in that direction of, this is going to get better, and it's going to get better quickly, and it's going to get, like, a lot better. Because you look at the recruiting class, you look at some of the transfers that are going to be coming in, there are going to be some very exciting transfers coming in, and uh, especially along the defensive side of the ball. So it's, it's going to get better quickly. Someone said uh, via Twitter that it's already been uh, approved. So I, I, I don't know what, what time that Board of Regents meeting starts. I thought it was maybe – later tonight when they can actually uh, vote to approve that but again if it was on twitter it's got to be true, that's true. right that, that 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 is true only only facts on that website but i would guess that if uh i, I would guess if this gets approved i'd be very shocked if it if it didn't very shocked yeah well um, when's the when's the last when's the last big you know, proposal like this that didn't get approved. That I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a little bit more recent than we think, but I'm with you. I can't think of one necessarily where they said no. It almost feels like a a formality at this point. Like it doesn't get to a vote, you know, without getting too political. Like it doesn't doesn't even get to the voting stages without being vetted out by the regents for so much. 918, I missed the rumor section. What's the main coaching rumor that's out there? Uh, that's a good question. I guess maybe that uh, Rashad Samples is going to be the new wide receivers coach. Would you say that's the hottest coaching rumor at this time? Yeah, the hottest coaching rumor. I guess it's it's multifaceted or multilayered, if you will, uh, that Malcolm Kelly and Rashad Samples are the two leaders because then the other layer is there is some scuttlebutt that Malcolm Kelly has said no thanks but no thanks to the job. I don't necessarily think that's a final answer because he's getting ready to play, you know, in a Big 12 championship or getting ready to coach in a Big 12 championship game and probably go to the playoffs. So I, I think maybe the timing's a little bit different, but uh, Samples would be my pick. Samples, uh, it's and it's very similar. Tyler, we got this question on the text line earlier. Uh, the question was, I thought he was a running backs coach. Yeah. Why would he coach wide receivers? Well, that's kind of the Kale move too, right? Because like Kale was a running back coach, and then he was run game coordinator and inside wide receivers coach. This was really the first time that he had just had the wide receiver title, right? And a lot of those skill position guys, like it's it's more of to their recruiting prowess because Kale was a heck of a recruiter in that area, and Samples uh, was had been a wide receivers coach at Texas already. So he's not completely new to the position. It's more so because he's just an ace recruiter. Yeah, and a very, very good recruiter. That's what he's known as, as a yep. as an excellent recruiter. And he, a young guy, too, a young guy. I don't think he's 30 years old yet, is he? Is he in his, is he in his 20s? I think it's, I think it's late 20s. I'm not, 
I think he's, he's 27 just I mean, years old, according to Wikipedia. So we've been citing Twitter and Wiki- Wikipedia as our sources. So, <laughs> hey, you uh, know. We're spot on. Yeah. 2022, baby. 27 years old for Rashad Samples uh, out of Dallas. And, yeah, he played uh, college football at Oklahoma State, for those of you that didn't know that. Yeah, and, he's got, obviously, the Duncanville ties whenever Savion Bird was coming out of there. Um, he was trying to push him to SMU almost pushed him to SMU. So you do know that Savion Bird is probably standing on a table, hopefully a very sturdy table, uh, somewhere saying, bring me samples. Big coaching since 2016. He was at Houston, then Texas, then SMU, then uh, the L.A. Rams this year as the running backs coach. So, yeah, there you go. Keep your eye on uh, Rashad Samples. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll get to more of your text Coming up next, right here on The Ref. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is The Ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here. On your home for Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Sports Network. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. Sooner Nation, come join us for $2 Tuesdays at the Lloyd Noble Center this basketball season. Tuesday game specials include $2 draft beers, $2 fountain sodas, and a $2 small popcorn. Oklahoma basketball returns home Tuesday, December 6th as they take on Kansas City. For tickets, visit Soonersports.com or call the OU Athletics Ticket Office at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. Great Plains Kubota is selling surplus equipment on PurpleWave.com December 13th. All items will sell with no reserve or minimum. Bid now on 2021 Kubota Skid Steer or 2020 Kubota Tractor with attachments, zero-turn mowers, backhoes, mini excavators, tilt deck equipment trailers, and many more assets are in the Great Plains Kubota auction selling December 13th. Visit PurpleWave.com for inspection items. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. While serving in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm LaToya Lucas. And I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible 
and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. How is your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. Being from Oklahoma, I know a thing or two about natural disasters. Tornadoes are common where I'm from and have affected my life and the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. It is the rush live on the ref for the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, we're still on the Kale Gundy conversation, I guess. Uh, Kale Gundy deserves a second chance. There's coaches out there who have said and done worse and still coaching, so go figure. Does Kale Gundy deserve a second chance? Well, it's my opinion that, yes, he does. Will he get a second chance? Yeah, I think that he probably will. Will it be at OU? No, I don't think that that's going to be the case. And I know that someone in the media tweeted out that they need to rehire him as wide receivers coach. Well, that's just not it's just not going to happen. I mean, well, the problem, the problem, especially with that tweet, was um, he, Kale didn't get fired. Kale was given a choice, and he owned it, and he stepped down. So... I think people need to just go ahead and let him do that, let him step down, let him move on with his life without bringing up his name every week, every day, every whatever, saying, tagging him in tweets, no, we, you were wrong. Just let him be. I've seen him probably five or six times since it went down. He's got a smile on his face. He's working with Coaches Cabana now. He will get a second chance. But to look at the Auburn situation and say, Hey, they hired Hugh Freeze, so we should hire Kale back. Do you did yeah, that, is anybody I mean, paying attention to the blowback that Auburn is getting right now? Yeah. Why would that be your first thought? Would be oh man, that looks like fun. Well, that taken. T- I mean, that that's just kind of weird all, all in itself. That well, okay. Well, now that now that Auburn Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, now I mean, it's just I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get that. Regardless, so Kale's not coming back to OU. I don't think in in any Correct. capacity. Now we did get a text asking if Mike Gundy would hire him as the offensive coordinator. We'll see what OSU does with Casey Dunn. There's been some chatter that Casey Dunn's going to be out of, out at the end of the year. I don't know. I wouldn't think that Mike Gundy would hire Kale as his OC, but his give a rip meter is so broke. Uh, he he may not care, man. I I I don't think it would be happen. I I wouldn't put anything at zero percent there with Mike Gundy. I I uh, I don't think Mike would hire him. 
Um, what happens with KC Dunn will be interesting because if it's up to if it's up to Oklahoma State Twitter, uh, Dunn will be fired and probably tarred and feathered uh, after this season. But I, I don't think I don't think Gundy goes to Oklahoma State. Tyler, if I had to guess where Kale Gundy ends up, it will be in the state of Texas, and my money would be on the University of Houston. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. Um, he's got he's got. Uh, Recruiting ties in that state for sure, um, and I'm sure wherever he's at next, he'll he'll do a uh, he'll do a really good job. Speaking of recruiting, we are less than a month away from December 21st, the signing day. We're getting close to it. Anyone that we're worried about decommitting before that day gets here, I can't think of anyone really in particular that we should be having decommit watch for. No, well, I mean, really, the the decommit watch, Tyler. I think is, I think it's now run its course, wouldn't you say? I mean, Anthony Evans and Colton Vosick, obviously, Ashton Cozart, you know, many moons ago, it feels now. Um, it feels like we're kind of done because what what we felt was those were the most popular visits, right? Ashton Cozart announces he's taking the Oregon visit. Boom, not in the class. Colton Vosick, you know, a couple visits to Texas. We see some other offers go out. Boom, not in the class. Anthony Evans, you know, you know, there's some other conversations happening after he visited Georgia. Now not in the class. But I don't know of any Oh, obviously Caleb Spencer. But I don't think I don't think there was a lot of uh I don't think there was a lot of uh, tears in Norman. Not to say the kid's not gonna be a good player, but I don't think that was one that yeah. They were wringing their hands. Lewis Carter was one like, oh, is there some interest in Auburn there? What's the situation? Four-star backer out of the state of Florida. But he never took that Auburn visit. At least it doesn't sound like. I don't – like, he would be the one I guess you would bring up, but I'm not too concerned about pretty sure Auburn it, and Lewis Carter. I'm pretty sure his dad played with Cadillac. So, especially now that they have Freeze, I think that would kind of put an end to that. I think maybe if Cadillac got the full-time job – we might be having a different conversation, but I think that's where he didn't take that visit. But and I know Florida's still trying to get him on a visit uh, pretty hard. But I, I think that I think that that was just kind of a hey, you know, if you want to come by Cadillac's coach and blah blah, and then he just didn't go. So yeah. I I don't think he's going anywhere. What is it fair to say that OU has more than five players left on their board? But the five most notable players left on their board: five-star DJ Hicks, five-star Peyton Bowen. You have four-star Tassili Akana, four-star Micah Tease, and four-star Damian Sanford. Is that is that right on the five, you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got the uh, top-rated Juco offensive lineman uh, whose dad was uh, tweeting at us the other day who's got, who's got some good interest in Oklahoma. Um, you've got, I mean – You've got you've got some others, obviously. You know, tight end. What do you do with that position? Do you want That's to portal? I think go twenty. Yeah, exactly. Like you could go twenty twenty three, but you're probably you if if you do take a twenty twenty three body, it's got to be a body that's ready to play right away. Like that, like the Malachi Coleman thing. He wasn't going to be ready for two or yeah. three years, anyways. So you got the number seven class right now, according to twenty four seven. The point is, is that you have two five stars left on the board that you're pretty optimistic about. Um, and then three, four stars left on the board that you feel pretty good about as well. And if you were to get 
I'm not putting Micah Tease in this. I I didn't calculate Micah Tease when I did this. But the other four players, if you were to get all four of those, and I'm not saying that that's likely, but that would put you at the number two overall class today. So there's a real scenario here if you close strong that you end up with the top three class. Is it likely you get all four of those? Not necessarily. I mean, there is a world where that could be the case. But, I mean, all that to say you're in a position to – improve your number seven ranking significantly before the end of December. Yeah, well, and that's what's funny, Tyler, because, like, transfers don't affect – like, Jacob Lacey does not affect the recruiting ranking standings. But that's a guy that, you know, can be a contributor, right? Like, so – in, in the world of the transfer portal, do you take the mule shoe model and say, you know what, I'm going to take a small class and then I'm going to take, you know, 10, 15 transfers? I don't want to do that. I no. Won't. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm, there's just – and it, it really hasn't been around that long to where we know which which way is the model that's, you know, successful. We've seen early on the, the Texas A&M model of making a bunch of 18-year-olds millionaires – Hasn't worked out that great, but they do have some talented freshmen on that team. Uh, you've seen the transfer model immediately help USC and maybe going to the playoff. You've seen Brent Venables has said that he prefers getting all high school guys as opposed to relying heavily on the transfer portal. So it's just been interesting because there are a lot of coaches that are going to take a lot of different angles at this thing, and we're probably not going to know what works best for a decade. Yeah. 405-651-3439, Air Coverage Solutions text line. We'll close up our number two, The Rush, coming up next. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is The Ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home.